Hey everybody, uh, it is episode 83 of the Comedy on Vinyl podcast, part two of two of the Rusty Warren interview. Um, I was so excited when I put the episode up last week that I forgot to mention that uh, the day I put it up was actually the third anniversary of the show. So happy anniversary to us and to those who enjoy the show enough to consider themselves a part of it. And those of you who do, thank you very much for listening. And I'm glad you like it. Um, this was just a lot of fun, obviously. Uh, no clips in this one. I'm just going to let it run. Uh, Mike and I just had a ton of fun speaking with Rusty, and it was a genuine honor, and it's nice to be able to call her a friend. And, uh, yeah, so enjoy this, and uh, also please enjoy our uh, theme song. We finally have a theme song, courtesy of one Mr. Richard Levinson, who is an amazing musician, wonderful composer. So enjoy Rusty Warren, part two. Listen, we were listening to Knockers Up last night, okay? And uh, it just seems like the whole through the throughout the whole album, you're trying to get all the women to join in, yeah. just to just shed this. Like the, the guys in the audience, they're used to body acts. That stuff's directed at them. But it seems like this whole time, you're like, listen, ladies, just play along. This is for you. You're allowed to, you know, you're allowed to enjoy this stuff as much as the guys are. Was that a challenge? A, a legitimate challenge yeah. for you? And I gotta tell you how it took years before. Because I in, in Roll Me Over mm-hmm. number this number six and is really in a fix and it's all the ladies that slept with their husbands before marriage now sing because <laughs> they didn't they didn't silence silence and whatever and all the men who slept with their wives now, now sing Roll Me Over Roll Me Over you know it, it got funny yeah and it really got funny I said okay and then we did but that's Okay, now we're, now we're in the early 62s, mm-hmm. 1962s, where Knock Us Up was, was all. Then the Knock Us Up, it started with Knock Us Up, Dayton, Ohio, is where I brought that thing that came out, because I did a thing. I worked, a, a guy that owned a restaurant, but pizza was his favorite, but he'd own a big Irish, Italian guy, and sweet as they come. The typical big, and I'm doing um, Card Girls. Get you? I didn't write the song yet. I haven't written the song. Yet. Uh-huh. Get you, knockers? And we talked about the boobs. Yet. And little Annie, no knockers over there. It's silly, mm-hmm. silly stuff. <laughs> and he's come out with a picture. And he, come on, ladies, let's march. So I, you know, I'm a pianist. So I get the march rhythm going. Uh-huh. He's marching. He's dragging down. These are his customers. They know him. Yeah. So the ladies. He gets a gal up, and she looks at her husband. He says, "Go ahead, you know, you know. If you don't, they kill you." You know, <laughs> <laughs> no, then they get they get proud of her boobs, mm-hmm. and if they get one with the big boob, get up there, like show them what you got. <laughs> You're mine, and oh, it's it's psychologically, it's a real picnic. <laughs> and, and they did, and the little no no walks didn't want they didn't want to go because they didn't have anything to show. Uh-huh. You know, it's silly thing. But anyway, they started mocking around, mm-hmm. and I started doing it. Back with the shoulders, roundabout, come on, get your knockers up. And it's all it came. It came flying out of my mouth mm-hmm. as I was doing the thing, and while they were walking and doing and then I added some more stuff to it. What, what are you doing? <laughs> more stuff to it. And uh, it became the knockers. Then, then I was doing it a long time. About another year, I put it on the knockers up album. Yeah. It came on that album after the first 
thing came by. So that's when that was recorded. But it's, it was, um, it was, you talk about women's attitude. Mm-hmm. And then, and when I was in my 50s, just before I retired, I was doing this circle in the round. I was doing theater because mm-hmm. I didn't play that much of the piano anymore. Okay. I had a, a parent, a uh, conductor that took the band. And oh, plus wow, yeah. he, he had a spot for himself on the show, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have guys that did that part. And um, it was funny. Then I did. All the women who slept with their mother before marriage, then they sang. <laughs> then they sang. Then I used to say, all the girls who like it say, I like it. Then they yelled out. Mm-hmm. But years ago, they did. You talk about the transition. Wow. Yeah. I had probably talked them into it over the years. <laughs> right. My albums, unbeknownst to me, because women got... More aggressive, yeah, yeah, without being masculine. Sure, sure. More aggressive in their needs. They wanted to be made love to, mm-hmm. and they wanted to have orgasm. Sure, which they didn't qualify in the in the early years. Mm-hmm. If it happened, it was great, right? Because it scared them first. <laughs> that feeling scared yeah. them. That all of a sudden, yeah. oh, this is quite interesting, <laughs> and, but. Now they, uh, practically, I guess they insist upon it. I don't know what what young kids are doing now, but they certainly know about different forms of female orgasms. Mm -hmm. It's more than one. Right. And they found that up. Mm -hmm. And uh, you read books and people this, and you watch porno. Mm -hmm. God, you can watch good porno, nice porno. Right. If there's a white song, erotic songs, whatever. They do... uh, interesting things, which gives you ideas if you don't know what to do, what is done, and if it's comfortable for you, you do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how we all learn anything, mm-hmm. if she's willing to go along, and usually she sure. starts in. Usually <laughs> 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 she said, what do you mean? I'll show you how to do this. <laughs> but men have come a long way, God bless them. Mm-hmm. They have. They have. they come a, a long way, and I'm glad to see, because I've been to a lot of uh, my, you know, ladies that are grandmas like myself, oh, um, see the young weddings mm-hmm. like you kids just recently. Mm-hmm. Got we we get in, ended up at the grandma table, but we see <laughs> guys get married, and they love and what goes between the couple. Mm-hmm. And sex is not an issue. Sure, sure. It's not an issue at all. I'm saying this. I know it's an issue in your relationship sure. because uh-huh. of part what love is. But it's not, it doesn't rule your life. Right. She's not worried about when her next organs is going to come because mm-hmm. she knows how to get it easy from mm-hmm. you because she's yeah. a sweetheart. <laughs> and you know, I mean, all this stuff goes, and if there's a problem, they fix it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, if there's something you don't like, or he, you get to be in a routine. And that's what is naughty 10 years later with the guy. He gets bored. Mm-hmm. And that's where you have to watch the other woman in his life. Right, sneaks in and tries to, because she's bored with her. Right, right. And it depends who you are and what you, what you let happen in your life, mm-hmm. and if it would matter or not. Mm-hmm. I think and that you, if you could do it and leave it and not, I always said, don't fall in love. Stay with me, mm-hmm. with whoever it is you want to yeah. do it with. Do it. It's quick and it doesn't matter anything. Mm-hmm. I think what you said was is perfect. Men have come a long way, a long way. But I also think that you and a lot of women 
um, who pushed the envelope for women to tell men, you need to speak up. And what you were saying earlier, early on, who slept with their husband before marriage and it was quiet. Yeah. But then 10 years later, mm-hmm. they've learned to use their voice and yeah. speak up and tell the men yeah, also what they, what they yes. Yeah. Well, men were never taught. They just yeah. taught to get in and get on. Mm-hmm. Well, they used to put a hoe in the, in the grannies. You know, years ago when they, when they had that carts going across the country, the prairie things and all that, they just had a hole in the nightgown. That's mm-hmm. what he put it in. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. it was that sad. Yeah. Oh, I'm not saying every yeah. every, every uh, prairie lady did all that. They sure, sure. Had 75 kids, for God's sake. <laughs> kids had nothing to do with it. No, they were not stopping children. When yeah. he did. I mean, he was the boss of the band. Yeah. And she just did. She loved him. He was a good farmer or a, 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 a dentist or whatever the hell they were in those days. I mean, it's so different. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go back in that era, or either that or go to in the European days of the 1600s and the 1700s, uh, right. and, and those generations. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, wow. You'd gag for days. They'd obey. <laughs> but we're used to cleanliness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're both sexes. Mm-hmm. More so in America than Europe, you know, mm. if you know Europe in any sense, especially the women, right? They, mm. <laughs> they, the ones that don't know, and the men, yeah, it's a little still more, more male, mm-hmm. you know. But they're sick. It's, it's not. It's more here the way you have it. It's nice because, mm-hmm. it, like I say, it doesn't run your life. Right. It mm-hmm. becomes part, and you hope when you have children that you'll be able to take time for yourself. Mm-hmm. That's very important. And you're not that you're not going to love your kids. Sure. Of course you do. Sure. But you've got to take time for you two to stay in love. Mm-hmm. Like you feel now, you want to stay. And it's not easy for the woman as well as the man. Right. Not that she's going to go out and trip, but she could. Sure. You know, she sure. could. She's certainly aggressive enough to do it. It's mm-hmm. not that she's... The wife at home doesn't get any, mm-hmm. you know, from anyone else. She could have, I mean, you know, there's a lot of that went on mm-hmm. in, in our histories with sure. the girl, woman next door with the neighbor man, all wow. oh, that crap, mm-hmm. you know. Did you ever find. Men, men were not supposed to be with one woman, let's face it, <laughs> vice versa. <laughs> but we are in that, that's what we do. Right. We civilized ourselves. But, well, and you help civilize us more because it feels like, I mean, I don't know if you felt this as it was happening, but it always seems to me the big challenge was making men as well as women accept that women were also people. It just, you know what I mean? It, the same thing with civil rights for blacks. It was yes. a big thing. You have to not just accept, it's not like we're better than you. It's, it's just we're even. We are human beings, and people don't yeah. people don't good take women you, that Jason. way. You know what I mean? Yeah, good for you. And there's still a challenge to that, yeah. the things you were talking about earlier. You know, like using sex. If you use sex, you see, you're not treating them like I a human. I would have liked to meet that type of man that he is, what he's saying in my generation. This truth and what you believe in, and you're a man. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, you're not... I was Whatever. raised by a very smart lady yes. and a very smart man. <laughs> really, it's 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 something that I had to live with, and now I recognize in the '80s that I I see what's going on because I've always been a finger on on the, the sexual attitudes of people around me, mm-hmm. and I have known all kinds of 
of friends. I have gay friends now and straight friends and, and married friends, mixed colored you know, people, mm -hmm. all that stuff. Mm -hmm. It's all part of, of living and having a friend, either they're your friend or not. Mm -hmm. and, you know, mm -hmm. I'll kill a color you are. Sure. I mean, if you're the kind of gal, I, I had a, a black man who worked with my secretary for years. Mm -hmm. You know, and any gay guy that did all the clothes and sewing and backstage in Vegas and all the gals, he made G-strings for half the dancers. Really? You know, and yeah, and he was tough. Though he had, I gave my, one of my mink coats and cut it down and the male was wearing mink coats at the time. Oh, really? He got one of them. And he had a tam and a mustache and a beard. Mm -hmm. But he carried a knife when he did, because he had a, a whole car for a whole big car for my gowns. And uh -huh. I mean, a guy driving a car, somebody's going to stop him. Yeah. And look the way he did, honey, for the you know, police. Right. So I had, I had a letter, a letter that this is my employee, mm -hmm. and this is who he is, and a picture, and he has permission to have my gowns and my music and oh, wow. everything that was there, and lights, everything was carried. Wow. Wow. Go to all and those lengths just to protect Because he used to stop it, and yeah. I found out later. He'd stop at uh, rest stops mm -hmm. and do all the truckers. Oh, no. Oh no! I found that out a long time. <laughs> but that was the Rolls Royce that we we're parking in the trucking lot. <laughs> Actually, both cars, the shipping cars, and my car that he drove in because I flew. In all the interviews that I've, I've read, I haven't gotten much of a sense of what your show, your Vegas show was like because the way I read it, a lot of people say the basic history was, uh, you know. It was harder for people to get excited over hearing you say the word knockers or whatever, and so, and so maybe the record sales dipped. But you got to have a show in Vegas. You still got to sort of have a career. Twenty-five in years. In Vegas. Yeah. So what was your show like? What? How did it? You know. It came on the albums. I recorded two or three at the Aladdin, mm -hmm. and um, one. Oh, I played the Aladdin. I played the Dunes, and the Flamingo, mm -hmm. and the end. Uh, Del Webb International, and then the last was all the Saharas mm -hmm. with those guys. Were they really big? Or was it just like a huge no, we numbers? No, just 45 minutes, though. Oh, wow. Because okay. it's a, a lounge. We have to wait till the show comes out, mm -hmm. and they come in and, and to see us. Wow, wow. Yeah, 40, and I, the star shot was 10 at, 10 at 2 o'clock. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. That's, that's so there are two other lounge act. Mm -hmm. The other one was uh, Gladys Knight. Uh -huh. She did the Midnight. Wow. And um, a couple of other musical acts, the loud ones, like at four in the morning. Yeah. Everybody's drunk, and that was the guys. <laughs> the guys are the, the musicians like that that played stuff. How many uh, do you have? Do you have a favorite album out of all out of, out of all the ones? No, you've every had? year no. was a favorite. Yeah. Every yeah. year I went, got new stuff, and and played a, a couple of Playboy clubs. Mm -hmm. And broke some of the material because it was small. Yeah. Uh, venue. Yeah. And when I've gone away, on the way to Vegas, I'd stop. I did one in Phoenix and one in California, the Playboy Cubs, and we broke it. About Joe Rivers did the same, and, and Phyllis. They all did. The, we went and broke in our stuff for Vegas. See which worked. Yeah. Which oh, worked? Wow. Cause in Vegas, you can't go in with uh, working it out. Yeah. You got to go in with right. something you you're comfortable. You got all. Wow. New material, yeah. You know, get most new material every year. That's where all the songs came from. Right. They were written for me, or I used them. The talk is all mine. 
mm-hmm. all the talk stuff was fine. That I mean, that's a big t- part of uh, your your act too. That uh, you know, just having that relationship with your audience. How do you? I mean, how do you get? Did you ever have to deal with hostile audiences that you had to turn? I mean, everybody has to, I guess. Well, I, you I, turn I, around. Uh, I'm very good at uh, ad libbing. Yeah. And I've had two or three. Mostly the ones that came there were fans. They wanted to see me. That's good. Okay. And the big circle where I had three thousand or more people mm-hmm. in the circle of the round that I played. Two, one in Vegas, the DVD was done there. One in uh, Phoenix in Southern California. Circle around, or Circle at the Yenard, whatever. One up near Sacramento. Mm-hmm. And um, you had to pace, because you got a, a circle to work with. Uh-huh. You can't start over here and end the joke over here, because mm-hmm. you're going to miss seeing me say it. So you've got to do, figure what, what you're doing and you, as you walk around, wow. as you do this. Because I had everything set so I could cover the whole, whole circle. Wow. I didn't go out into the audience. Mm-hmm. And when I was in Detroit, there was a lot of miscarried with, with people. Was the, uh, the car industry was having problems. Mm-hmm. And they were... Uh, uh, people were um, the, the people were stopping work, whatever they call those mm-hmm. things. Strikes. Striking and mm-hmm. doing that. And a couple of people were out of work mm-hmm. because of the strike. And I happened to be there. But one incident came up where a guy was sitting back, and I'm doing the car routine mm-hmm. where you get the dash it, you had the car in the trunk before you got a chance to say no. Uh-huh. You, you had it, you know, that one of those. And the Nash thing, I don't know why I chose Nash, because it did it, I suppose. One guy took a drink and threw it up to the stage. It missed me. Oh. My drummer was, you know, my Italian drummer, God, <laughs> love him. He got up, and what was, you know, what's with you? And his wife said, sit down, honey. Well, she tried, someone tried, one guy grabbed him, mm-hmm. and he got out. And I said, I finished the routine, and... Uh, I said, I'm sorry if I offended you. I know I'm in the car industry of the world here in Detroit, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm sorry that they fired him. Mm-hmm. And he had drink, and he got mad at mm-hmm. the world. Yeah. So whatever. Yeah. But everyone understood it. They understood it probably more than I did. Sure. But they all all the the whole police was saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I mean, he didn't mean it. You know, I mean, you got to stay with them. It's their mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Their people. Yeah. yeah. So I, I just went out with my show. So that was a little sort of frightening because he sure. missed me. Missed me. Uh, I don't think he was really aiming at me. He was just throwing at it. Right. Throwing right, it right. at Yeah. At it. I don't know if it was a beer bottle or it was a glass, something like that. But of course, we have. Uh, Guys working in the club, that mm-hmm. whoo, they were ready to throw them out. I said, no, no. Yeah, I yeah. said, no, no, don't do this. Let me handle it. Yeah. So we did whatever we did was fine. And they, they backed off because these guys were big guys. You know, boom, boom. Right. Get these right. guys out of here. I said, no, 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 no. That's Mr. and Mrs. America out there. Yeah. We're not talking about some guy carrying a gun under his shoulder. Right. But I mean, then, and I had um, one lady tell me, Afterwards, 
I was teasing her husband, which was fine. I didn't have, I gave her a, a free album after we signed it, you know, because she being such a good sport, because she had big boobs <laughs> and whatever. And so, you know, but I was teasing him. And um, she said something to me, she said, you can have her, but not for too long, something like that. <laughs> I said, well, if it's too long, I don't want it. <laughs> My mouth just flew out with what I, you know, whatever. And so, you know, it's just, you gotta stop it from happening. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. even though you're talking about sex, you gotta oh, yeah. put it not in the vulgar sense, you gotta put it wherever you wanna put it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, can you talk about that a little bit? How you, you were really on the cusp of being blue yes. without going yes. vulgar. Well, I never wanted to do that. Yeah. Because I dressed beautifully and I had the gowns. Yeah, everything was bad. I, there was nothing. I had an androgynous personality on stage. I wasn't a female. I wasn't a male. I was a, an entertainer. Okay. So I mean, I didn't use my body in the show in any way. I would talk about your body and your body and your body and his her bibs and this and that like that so and then I would never use the F word I'd use damn and hell you know uh -huh. and good stuff like that but uh, it wasn't necessary because that puts vulgarity in their mind and they they're not vulgar people they're people that just got a kick out of some albums yeah and they they don't talk that way at home they're probably this the bible belt we're yeah. talking about, yeah. and I was very big in the Bible Belt. Wow. Unbelievable! Wow! Oh, the whole South, the whole you all section of deer, and all the, and they're considering what the subject was. It was tittering. Yeah, yeah. You know, I but, think. Uh, yeah, I think that's some of the brilliance of it is that it it makes it lets the it. audience put it in their head. It lets them do it in the second part. They lets them. Imagine what nobody screamed yeah. F from the audience yeah, that's or anything. Yeah, that's great. They wouldn't if the man did that. My, I think the wife would be terribly upset mm -hmm. if her husband. I can't see a woman doing that. Mm -hmm. No, not the kind of people I had. Yeah, yeah. You know, I can't see them. It wasn't that kind of. A, once they got to know me, they knew what show they're coming to. Sure. Did the early bars that I played with up and down in, in New York? Sure, I had a lot of guys at the at the place. You know, trying to. You know, make you and buy sure. you a drink, and you just keep them quiet. You know, nobody's going to hurt you. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, one of the other things too is I, I you know, I, I got a few research materials ahead of time. I had no idea how much competition you were for guys like Bob Newhart and stuff who got on TV. You didn't get on national TV, no. but like your albums sold really well. Like, well, I broke. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the guy you mentioned. Uh-huh. What's his name? Bob Newhart? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Bob, he's still alive, so he he gets asked at certain places to talk, mm -hmm. you know, to do whatever. He's a nasty little man. <laughs> but that's okay. Uh, he's funny, very yeah. funny, very yeah. clever. But he didn't tolerate me. He didn't particularly care for me at all. Which has nothing to do with it. We've met twice, I think, in my own. Anyway, um, it worked that where what people do, it's amazing what they think about, especially men like Newhart, and because they still think they're 12, mm -hmm. and he still thinks he's God's gift to the world. And this comes out bad 
looking the way he does now and acting supercilious. Young people don't put up with this. Who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> you know? And then and that's why. So when I found out he was going to be on the bill, then he found out I, I wasn't. He, 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 he didn't want to do it. Mm -hmm. He wanted to get out of it. And I told the buyer, they said, let him do it. Mm -hmm. I said, I said, I have nothing to say about the man. I didn't say it was a jerk or anything. Mm -hmm. Let him do it. I said, you'll find another spot another time. I can do my thing. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. So, but a lot of this, yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of, because I outsold the album department. I've been on that billboard thing, I'd be 12, 15 years in the first 10. Crazy. When it started with Knockers Up. Yeah. And then bounces back. Mm -hmm. he bounces back, and then a couple of other, other things. But for you, it was word of mouth that was selling. You know what I mean? You, 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 you know, yes. you weren't going on the Tonight Show talking about my new album. Yeah. Like uh, that just blows me away. That that's kind of actually how. That's one of I the things that's changing the record Dick industry now. Clark. I did Merv Griffin. Oh, really? Town because I came into their town. Yeah. Cleveland, Indianapolis. Uh, I came okay. into their town, and there was a daytime show. Okay. So they had the other day, look who's opening, and it came oh, in, great. blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. 12 minutes, 8, if you're lucky, you know, yeah. you know to get in there very nice. Merv was always nice when he started out like that. Mm -hmm. And he, you know, became absolute. But uh, I didn't want to go. Johnny Carson wouldn't put up with it. I'm too too raucous, I'm too mm -hmm. strong a personality. Yeah. Yeah. The only strong personality he liked was Kay Ballard. Uh -huh. He liked Kay, and he liked Phyllis, and he didn't like Joan. Yeah. They had all the problems. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, yeah it, it, all that politics that sure. went around. But uh, I tried, I got on a couple of shows, but it wasn't what I was selling. I'm not selling. I found out, even when I did theater, I did three, I did, uh, uh, I played the mother in the Torch Song Trilogy. Oh, really? Yeah. really? Yeah. But I was tall, and they wanted, Estelle Getty was small. Okay. When, <clears throat> when she passed on, they took the tour show to London, mm -hmm. and I, I, I I auditioned for that, and um, yeah, I was too tall, but I did it in two productions, one in Southern California and one in uh, 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 Phoenix, a little theater, oh, wow. the oh. local theaters. I did The Mother, mm -hmm. and um, it was a good shot, but I knew I wasn't an actress mm. at that point. Yeah. I know I took some lessons from Stellar Adler, but, oh, wow. but I didn't, uh, I, I couldn't be anything but me yeah uh, whatever character it was it was me yeah I played uh, I was a book agent one of the things the legitimate ones and and I played um, oh I played the lesbian warden in uh, that warden thing they, they played Ch Chicago off off it played off uh, <coughs> jail something yeah they kill me at the end, so it was okay. But there was a lesbian sex thing in it, and I didn't. The director had to, you know, do uh -huh. the situation. But yeah, because I they put me with like almost your color hair. They had me with the wig, not my own, a wig thing, 
and they made me. I was I'm heavier now, but I wasn't heavy then. Mm -hmm. They made me a little bit heavier, and I had this belt and all kinds of. <laughs> I mean, dark butch, and that's they had me in the shirt, wow. you know, the tie and the gun, <laughs> and, and I was playing. I was obviously having sex with all these gals that were in my area. What? Oh. Women behind bars. Oh, okay. That was, it. that was it. So I played that night, but I knew that no, I was just not going to be an actress. Yeah. I mean, I didn't have an option of right. anything else. But what I did as I got older, I said, well, once I'm finished, and I uh, retired in 1985. Okay. That's when I I folded it in. Mm -hmm. Were folded. you playing Vegas at that time, or were oh you yeah, I finished. Okay. Uh, the last one was uh, Trump's Castle in oh, okay. Atlantic City. I, I worked one there before I closed down, and then the DVD had been made uh -huh. in one of the theaters, so that was in process. <coughs> so that came out. Wow, it's it's just so crazy because you talk about you know I can you can only be yourself. You didn't find yeah. yourself as an actress, but that's what everybody loved, and that's the reason again that word of mouth sold your album so well. It and, did, you know. And nowadays, you know, Mike, Mike's a musician. Mike knows a lot about the, the record industry. That's am I wrong? That's kind of where. The record industry is oh, going yeah. now. Yeah. Word of exactly. mouth is what's selling everything. That's how the internet works. Yeah. You know, you can't really get over people's heads with a stupid ad as much anymore. Exactly. You know what, yeah. what happened? Way when I did, they, I wanted to make sure that my fans saw me and they could get hold of the albums. Mm -hmm. So what Jubilee did was they sent me 50 albums, whatever it was, mm -hmm. to, play, to be there. The lady that would be my road manager that took care of that situation. And I went out and I signed albums for when they came off. I gave a free one to the lady with the big boobs <laughs> or anyone else that took my garbage, mm -hmm. any little lady, whatever. And uh, the husbands came and I signed anything that was signable <laughs> with lemon. I, you can't believe how many boobs I signed. <laughs> I said, well, you hold it, I'll sign it. <laughs> it was really, really crazy. Why anyone would even want my name on their kids. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it was fun. I, I, and they, at the table, I had a card, mm -hmm. a mail address card. You want to be on my my mailing list, mm -hmm. you want to get informed next time I come into Indianapolis, yeah. or blah, 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 you put it. And I had a, a now, thank them, why didn't we have the digital and what we have, technically speaking. Yeah. I had to give it to a printer who has nothing digital. They had cards. Mm -hmm. All the cards yeah. they, that came into him, I'd send him the cards, and he'd put it on some kind of a thing. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But he had it by state. I said, just do it by state and 50 by radius. Uh -huh. And that's what he figured out. So when I said, I'm opening in Indianapolis at so-and-so, this state to this state, 10 days, 12 days, mm -hmm. before I even got near the place it was sold out. Wow. Oh. Wow. That's brilliant. And that went to uh, Flint, Michigan, um, Detroit, every place I played. Mm -hmm. I had a list when I, before I left California about where I'm going. I yeah. had three cars out, the two guys with all this stuff. My car, they have to drive. And the uh, equipment car with the, my sound and all that stuff. Because, you know, you were in a 
barish kind of thing. It wasn't Vegas with, right. with sound yeah. band and whatever. Yeah. I mean, no, I, I carry my own mic, yeah. and I have a little color thing on it, because mm-hmm. that's what you use. And so that went down the road. Yeah. And I signed and sold and signed and sold every place I went. That's crazy. Then I had two albums, two albums to sign because another one had come up the next year. Yeah. Then I had another one. Wow. So, I mean, I kept doing it, and it was word of mouth, exactly what you said, Jason. Yeah. It was word That's of mouth. That's crazy. That's still pretty they non-traditional. They brought it home and that. played it, and they, oh, I got to get that. I just did a wow. signing. In the, this is, what, how many, 50, 60 years? Uh, I went over to... Uh, Arizona to go to my storage room mm-hmm. because with Library of Congress wanting this stuff, I had to see what was in there, what I could tell them I had in order to do and what needed to be done. Yeah. And an email from some lady, a fan of mine, who also bought my house oh. that I had, my ranch house that I wow. lived in for many, many years. And she was the third owner. Graham Kerr bought the first time oh. in 19... 19- 89, okay. when I moved out, I, I, you know, in 85, 89, and I had it since 1960, mm-hmm. but it's the house that Doc has built, because <laughs> I had a gate in the back towards the back area, and there's a rubber boob, and they put it over the bell, <laughs> and you have to push the <laughs> and wanted for the bell to ring in the back way. That's great. Yeah, and there's a whole story about the plumber that wouldn't come visit. Uh. <laughs> so one of the Mormons, I get. But uh, all the silly things. So I've collected that. I have that also. That bell is still around. Mm-hmm. They, it's wow. all in my memory. Oh, my God. So anyway, I went there, and the lady gave me a... Um, they belonged to the Paradise Valley Country Club and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I stayed in my bedroom that I had, she made it bigger. She made a, I had a mansion, she had a castle. <laughs> she made, because they had a lot of property. Because I was into horses, so I had the barn. She got rid of all the barns and stuff, because oh, she wow, wasn't okay. into that. And they had other things, and two, two swimming pools. She has kids, you know, teenage kids and, and um, stuff like that. Lovely young, young well, they were in their 50s, and people, and just great. She said, no, you can't come here. You stay at my home. You'll be my guest. So I did. So over there, she gave me a party. Uh-huh. Um, just her people, not fans, just her fan, friends that were fans okay. from the country club and stuff. There were about 25 people, that's all. Because you can't open the doors. You get God knows what. Uh-huh. I mean, I wouldn't do that to her. She wouldn't do it. Sure. Not stupid. And... Um, I sat there, I said, God, it feels like old time. And I, the magazine that came out, mm-hmm. went, you have that. And uh, yeah, I had that with me. And pictures, I bought five by sevens and bought bottoms up pictures and, mm-hmm. and various ones that I give to sign to people over there. Because yeah. they were giveaways. I wasn't charging anything for anybody. I wasn't there. And... Um, I got to meet the nicest people, the husbands, and they were all probably in their f- late 40s, mm-hmm. 50s. And they have family, yeah. very wealthy. And I feel the man, the man who was the husband of this woman, I found out later, wonderful. Um, <coughs> he a software, uh-huh. and the software he had Oh, is out there all the criminal justice systems in the world mm-hmm. 
light. They sold it to the state of Hawaii. Oh, wow. And my daughter is taking classes in criminal justice. She's on his software. Oh, wow. Because when we were having drinks, she's, he said, what software do you use? She said, whatever it was, I don't know. He said, oh, that's mine. What do you mean it's yours? He said, well, I invented it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I wrote it. <coughs> and so I thought he was a millionaire. Well, I reorganized my thinking. He's got to be a millionaire. <laughs> but the sweetest, nicest guy wow. The sweetest, nicest guy. So you still meet all kinds of people who are just <coughs> and wonderful people, a family. I did have another. <coughs> Actually, you know, Mike already asked this question. All right, we already talked about that. We already talked. Okay, no, here we go. Here we go. So I, I bought again. I've had a bunch of your albums for a long time, and I, you know, I collect them. And but I went out of my way recently to spend a little extra money because I wanted to make sure I could, you know, have more of your stuff and listen to more of your stuff. And I opened. We talked about this earlier. I opened one of your sealed albums. Because I got two of them that were sealed. Oh, the CDs? Yeah, yeah no, what, uh, an LP. And it still had the application oh, to be a member of the Knockers Up the Club, Knockers. which Keep is that. so good. I, oh, I, I'm, I, I'm, I plan to frame this. Uh, I just <laughs> well, wish you I could can, still send it in and get the certificate. You can uh, put it on your computer and get make it bigger. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm thinking about that. This is great. This is amazing. It says, herewith and henceforth in recognition for the unusually high regard for wine, women, and song, and his astute handling of all is as of this date granted membership in the Knockers Up Club. This appointment in that great fraternal order hereby grants him all the rights and privileges and none of the obligations otherwise entailed in performing a backbreaking job well done. Yep. This is great. This is really good. A nonprofit organization dedicated to the ideals that men are men. <laughs> so, this is just, Someone this wrote is, that for the company. It's amazing. Cost him 25 cents. It's so good. Yeah, take a look. That's just awesome. It's so good. Oh, they, just, all, so, they all have that. They wanted yeah. it, that in the albums in their rooms with their, with the booze was. It's so good. What's your <laughs> website now where everyone can buy all, the, all of your albums? What's the web address? Yeah, is it just RustyWarren.com? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can't buy the No, CDs. when you buy the CDs and the yeah. DVDs and, and stuff DVD like that. And yeah. pictures. So, uh, and there's a are Facebook. all your albums on, C on CD now? Did they get Probably. Yeah. They've been on for... Uh, YouTube's had a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah YouTube sure does a lot. All that stuff too. I, I and was, I have Facebook. I was trying to find like your... Did you see your, my Facebook stuff? You know what? I, I actually just realized that you're on Facebook the other day. I yeah. have to join up. I got a Facebook. So, and, every and Liz keeps that. So she's, there's a lot of stuff from the old years there. Yeah. Because she's scanning. That's so what, good. What's the rest of it? Because she's working on that now. Mm -hmm. That's so amazing. So, I mean, so now your work's going to be at Emerson College in their archives. I, I'm not dealing with Emerson. I don't know if she'll, if she'll let, let me do both. Okay. Because okay. I want it. At the Library of Congress, because they they have that stuff to put on it when it won't destroy itself. The microfiche stuff. Well, okay, okay. okay. That's whatever great. that is, you oh, put that's it. That's so good. And they uh, will will put that in a drawer somewhere. Whatever they do when they mm -hmm. and they have all the albums. Their their album department has it. But I wanted, like I started at the beginning to tell you, I wanted it where people could find it, mm -hmm. and they can't do it there. So I'm going to ask them if it's okay if you have the originals. Paper the work of all my works, and then I would like Emerson, if they would accept it, to have the discs. You know, the the discs that will be made out of all my my works, That's so that good. people could go in and do it. And I'll give them some flyers and stuff of that sort. Yeah. It's all there. And there's a two, three scrapbooks where mm -hmm. we're scanning now from 1960s that my mother kept yeah. for me while I was working. So all that information is there. You know what's also great is I'm sorry I interrupted. Yeah, Liz is putting it up on Facebook, so okay. take a look. 
Good. Facebook, uh, Rusty Warren, I guess you'll find it. Awesome. I was looking at more of your albums, and I don't want to keep you, but, oh. I, you know, and, and doing a little research on it, I have a copy of Band in Boston, but it's another example, I think, of really great PR for you because there was no band show, right? It just looked no. that way. No. <laughs> that so was good. because everyone, everyone knew about Boston, uh-huh. being banned in Boston. was yeah. sort of a, uh, a thing that was in history. Mm-hmm. That's you know, awesome. You can't do anything because Boston had the blue lodges. You can't steal booze after 12 Saturday oh, night, yeah. and they were closed for Sundays. Mm-hmm. That was a Boston blue law for years. That's so <laughs> Part funny. of the early wow. history of our country mm-hmm. was that. Yeah. So Band in Boston was just part of it. Jerry thought it would be a cute title. It looks great on the cover. It looks like yeah. it really caused some, some Yeah, someone, trouble. a friend of mine here, went um, to the East Coast somewhere, to his sisters or something, and um, he went to a, what do you call it, swap meets? Uh-huh. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, places where everybody has their stuff. I, I don't know, crafts or whatever. Yeah. And he found Band of Boston. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, he, and he brought it home to me. And she said, it cost me 50 cents. Wow. I said, well, fuck you. You're not getting it back. <laughs> but I gave a CD. Uh-huh. I, I had Liz press a CD That's for awesome. him. And he, I got it in the room, in fact. Well, Rusty, first of all, this has been an insane honor. This has been amazing. Thank you so much for doing well, this. Thank you both. Thank you. Thank I will you. make sure I'll put links up on the website to everything. Um, Everybody, please listen to Rusty's uh, music I, and, and her jokes. I will put some clips in, if that's okay, into sure. the show. I'll put a couple clips in so people can get an idea what we're talking about. But everybody, thank you for listening. As always, have a good thing. Normally, that's just how I end it. But if you would say knockers up to everybody, that would make my day. Knockers up, everybody. Come on, ladies. <laughs> get, get with it. <laughs> you thank for, you so much. You forgot. <laughs> we love you, Rusty. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you, Jason thank and Mike. Thank you. Everybody, have a good thing. Bounce your boobies, get into the swing. Bounce your boobies, the swing is everything. It makes no difference if they're big or small. As long as you give them your all. Bounce your boobies. Come on, honey, bounce them up and down. like it sometimes just look around you men stick out all over the place big fat cigars big fat stomachs and just where they should stick out where is it yes girls we know what we've got and we know what they're worth so come on gals let's get into the swing of things Give your boobies some freedom all together now. Bounce your boobies, let them rock and roll. Not your knockers, keep them hot and so. Just admit it, gals, it sure feels great.
on Vinyl is a production of Stolen Dress Entertainment. It is produced by Mike Warden and is hosted and edited by Jason Klom. Our theme song was composed and performed by Richard Levinson. Please visit StolenDress.com to listen to our other podcasts, read our blogs, read our tweets, watch our videos, and read our books. Please subscribe on iTunes, and if you like us, give us a five-star rating and a nice review. You can find us on Facebook.com slash Comedy on Vinyl, Twitter at Comedy on Vinyl, and find everything else at ComedyOnVinyl.com. Thank you.